EcoTalks, your weekly rendezvous to talk about all things climate, nature, and the environment. It's the last Wednesday of the month, which means we're going to talk about gardening. This time, we're taking another approach to gardening by talking about historic gardens and their conservation. Historian Mark Schillen who will hold a guided tour of the Jardin de l'Orangerie in Eschternach on 1st of October, spoke to Ara City Radio about the history of these gardens, their cultural significance and the challenges they face due to the climate crisis. Hello Mark, uh, can you maybe introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Mark Schillen, I'm a historian and I did some research on garden history and uh, studied uh, for some time at Versailles, at the École d'Architecture de Versailles, and also in, in London. Okay, um, so where are we here? Can you describe it to me? Well, the place is Eschternach. We are in the Lycée Classique d'Eschternach, which used to be a former monastery. Why is it special? Well, it's special because it was uh, already founded in the 7th century AD, so it's a very old uh, monastic establishment. It was uh, a Benedictine uh, monastery, and it has um, a long tradition of uh, erudition, and it's a special place for the whole area. It's not just Eschternach, but it had a sort of what they call rayonnement in French, which is very nice as an expression. Having walked through this place with you a little bit, one thing that comes out is how green and how many gardens, how bountiful this place is. Is that something that is atypical for a monastery? No, in fact, uh, monasteries were self-sufficient communities, so they needed to have gardens to sustain themselves. We do know very little about the gardens of medieval times, but the um, first mansions of garden we have uh, date back to the 16th century. So uh, this garden, which we now call the Parc Municipal de Stanach, uh, goes back at least uh, to a period of half a millenary. So it's really the oldest garden, which is still in use in Luxembourg. Uh, usually these gardens had a uh, function to sustain a uh, monastic community, but it was also made for pleasure. So it was this idea of uh, utile dulci, as they called it, this sort of uh, combining the useful stuff with uh, pleasure. Yeah. Last year you conducted an analysis of the gardens and their history to better understand them and to help conservation efforts. Why was that important to do this? Well, it's all, uh, all, always due to a uh, major catastrophe. In this case, it was the big flood which uh, uh, happened uh, on the 15th of July uh, 2021. That one destroyed uh, parts of the park, so it was a necessity to um, have a look, a closer look at the park, which is now a park which dates back to the 1940s. So it was uh, replanted after the Second World War, and damage has been so substantial that all the uh, actors implied uh, decided to do something. So so many actors on one side who had to agree on what to do in future times. Now this park is a listed park. It was listed in um, 1965 and uh, that makes it very special. It's the first listed park in Luxembourg and uh, therefore it deserves a proper sort of management or conservation or something which is uh, very appropriate to its character. What did you find out in your analysis? Yes, well, the first uh, part was to understand how it evolved. So it is interesting to see that this park used to be an enclosed garden uh, up to the 20th century when in 
1918, it was on the 16th of January, uh, a major flood uh, uh, did take down the um, outer wall of the garden and uh, at that moment there was a similar discussion which took place like the one we have now. Um, some people wanted to reconstruct this wall, the enclosure wall. Others said, well, that time is over, we should open it up to the landscapes, the riverscape is magnificent and we should uh, incorporate the park into the sort of uh, townscape of Ashtonach. And that only happened in 1924-25. And that park, unfortunately, only lasted for 20 years until the end of the uh, Second World War when everything was destroyed. So the, the first thing was to understand how the space evolved and to see what changes took place after the Second World War. So there is a, a period of three quarters of a century which have uh, brought um, a major change in atmosphere and the way things were, uh, management was organized. So it was also a way to see how um, in future times this car park should be, should be managed. Something that when you think about climate change and climate crisis, something that you don't necessarily always think about is how these kinds of spaces are well taken care of and, and what the challenges are. What kind of challenges are taking place here due to the change in temperatures and climate in general? Well, first thing, uh, of course, is flooding, but you can't uh, prevent this. It's going to happen uh, in future times as well, but flooding will happen more often. So it's, it's very important to understand uh, um, how we could uh, perhaps uh, prevent uh, these uh, major events, perhaps try to minimize its impact on the park. The second thing is that we have longer periods of drought, so it's dry weather for almost four months, uh, which means that you find uh, a dieback of trees. Beech trees suffer particularly uh, from these droughts. Uh, lime trees less than that. And then we have the uh, apparition of new diseases, uh, fungi and all sorts of beetles who attack plants. Well, the, the major um, effect we can see on this park in Ashtonach is the fact that all the ash trees, the Fraxinus excelsior, um, are now victim of um, the ash dieback, which is a disease imported only around 2010 in Europe. It comes from Asia and um, it um, is a sort of little fungus called, uh, well, it's the Hymnoscyphus uh, fraxini. So it is um, fungus uh, which prevents this tree to get enough water and is simply dying back. So uh, that is quite dramatic and that causes also a major problem for uh, security in a park because it's a public space used by many people. So if trees have to be taken down, of course, that's never a very popular measure. You have to explain it. And I remember as soon as um, the first tree uh, went down uh, a few months ago, people said, well, they're going to chop down the whole park. Well, of course, if you want to make an omelette, you have to, to break eggs. And if you want to restore a park, you have to uh, rejuvenate it. There are parts which are uh, simply uh, empty and um, there's nothing left. Uh, in a way, um, there is not a generation of younger, no younger generation of trees taking uh, the place of older trees. So it's a, it's a, a multi-layered crisis. And uh, we see it uh, even for box trees. I mean, you have probably seen now that uh, all these box trees have uh, died because there is as well one uh, um, a little um, butterfly called Cidalima perspectalis which uh, has eaten all the leaves and you get another fungus uh, which 
tax the tree. So that is a problem which is um, a general problem all over Europe and other parts of the world. The reason why I find this very interesting is that parks are like a little laboratory for things which happen on a larger scale in, in a landscape. And if you walk through our forests in Luxembourg, you can see the dramatic changes which happened in the last five years. It's terrible to see how these trees are breaking down. Um, in the prime, somewhere in the, in, in the woods, you can see how this affects uh, our environment. And I think the best way to... Um, show people how important it is to um, care for our environment is to show that even our parks are like, um, yes, it's, it's the teacup and it's the storm in a teacup compared to the major storm which is all around of us. Mm-hmm. Do you think that climate change is changing the job of historians? More, perhaps not of historians because historians, they always look backwards. So <laughs> for them it's... Uh, Probably very exciting to look uh, look at this change because um, it is um, sort of um, it's not a science. It's a it's a way of looking uh, backwards, and you are, you can't make a prediction. But I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see um, how rapidly things evolve. If there is something which progressively will change, well, that is clear. We have had changes all over the centuries, or whether this is going to be a dramatic sort of turnover, and uh, which is irreversible. And I think we now realize that some of the stuff we have done is irre- irreversible, and that is like, uh, is, uh, I mean, it's, it's terrible. That is the real catastrophe, that we realize how much we impacted on our environment in a negative way. Are there any existing laws to conserve nature in Luxembourg, or is it just buildings that are listed? Well, it's a double-fold sort of uh, problem. On the one hand, I mean, we have more sensitivity for what we call nature, beautiful nature. So uh, all the laws uh, or law restrictions um, uh, existing for uh, environment um, obviously apply to parks as well. That is on one hand, and that is very good, because I think if you manage a, a park nowadays, you have to take into account that that is the place where you have to work in an ecological manner, which doesn't mean that you have to have wild nature in a park. It just depends on the style of the place. But management should really uh, be ecological. On the other hand, we have got uh, a new law on um, heritage, national heritage, and it's very interesting to find the expression which was uh, chosen for parks. It no longer exists as a, such. Uh, it is called sit mixed. And the um, um, definition of sit mixed is, uh, in this law, this oeuvre combinée de l'homme et de la nature, partiellement construite et constituant des espaces suffisamment cohérents et homogènes pour faire l'objet d'une délimitation topographique. Mm-hmm. This sounds terribly, uh, um, well, a bit embarrassed as a, embarrassing as a definition because in all other countries of Europe you will find the expression garden or park or historic park or historic landscape or cultural landscape. But it's an expression which uh, seems to indicate that whenever in a park there is a structural problem with the building, it's going to be the INPA, the Institute for Patrimoine Architectural, which is going to take care of that Uh, building, whereas if there is anything to be done uh, to the vegetation, it's going to be the administration nature et forêt, mm-hmm. which is quite absurd because it's a, a designed landscape, and as a designed landscape, it doesn't fall into uh, that sort of category. Mm-hmm. 
And that is perhaps a slight criticism I would address uh, towards this law which was passed on the 25th of uh, February last year. Mm -hmm. So that is, um, it might, maybe that this is a flaw and that uh, this should be corrected in, or improved in future times, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But there is a second uh, way of looking at parks. There is a convention which was made in 1982, it's the Charte de Florence, and um, it invites um, all European states, or not, not only European ones, it's uh, now the ICOMOS has taken care of it in 1982, to um, follow certain guidelines in respect of historic um, parks and gardens. Unfortunately, we never uh, take care to, to do that in Luxembourg, but uh, these... Um, Major um, ideas are usually uh, now used uh, all over Europe uh, to, to deal with historic gardens. And it speaks exactly about the way to manage such a space, how to protect it, how to make a distinction between conservation, restoration, uh, reinstating th something, or so reenactment, if you want to. So the, all these expressions are properly defined. And I think that is a very important document still 40 years after it was done although it must be improved as well. So it's, we, we, we have changed our attitudes towards uh, historic gardens as well because the present use, uh, present day use is different from what it used to be before. On the 1st of October, you've got a guided tour coming up of the, of the grounds. Why did you decide to take the angle of climate change and, uh, and the garden? I think I didn't take uh, this sort of <laughs> decision. I, I was asked to do so because the uh, general idea was this year to present uh, monuments under that sort of uh, um, uh, spectrum. But I think um, it's a very good opportunity to explain, A, the history of the place and its change and also all the challenges which such a place has to go, to go through. Um, and it's also a way of inviting people into participating in the sort of open and public discussion which has to take place. It's nothing which is going to be uh, done behind closed doors, but of course it, it needs a lot of explanation on all sides, not just on sides of specialists, but so everybody has to, to deal with it in one way or another. So I think it's a good opportunity to communicate and uh, to show um, in situ what has changed in uh, very few years.